You're listening to Chief Executive Ante, the podcast about the work lives of Asian Americans beyond the conventional doctor, lawyer, and engineer. I'm your host, Jennifer Dwan Faltz, and today is a mini episode where I answer questions, uh, rant on various topics that are that are in my mind right now, uh, which is what today is. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can send a text or voicemail to 614-585-2289. Um, and someday I will write a script for this opening part. And today is not that day. But anyway, so today I want to talk about um, pricing and money, which is one of my favorite things to yell about. And this was inspired by my friend Joanne, uh, posted something on Twitter a couple of days ago. Um, and also something that I see a lot in creative groups. And that is the practice of price shaming um when people post a job and everybody piles on how dare you offer so little money for this gig that you have posted here you are destroying the industry and to that i say stop whining if it's not for you move on and don't yuck someone else's yum so here's the thing and i say this a lot there are clients for every price point and usually i say that in reference to uh to freelancers who are like oh my gosh nobody's ever going to pay this much money and the reality is there always is uh but it kind of goes for the opposite too there are always clients probably more clients um who don't have a lot of money to spend on the thing that you do and it doesn't really help anybody, you know. I I think the intent behind price shaming, if there can be any good intent behind shaming, I th I like to think that the intent of price shaming is fundamentally good. Um, you know, as an industry, everyone always wants to be paid more for our work to be valued more. Those are good things. Um, and I feel like whining about getting paid by exposure also sort of falls into this category. That might be an unpopular opinion, but I'll unpack that here in a second. Um, you know, I get, you know, yes, a rising tide floats all boats, but there are clients for every price point and you might be actually walking away from some relatively easy money if you're like well i never take anything below this certain price point um it's just something to think about um and more broadly i think price shaming is problematic uh for a couple reasons one everyone has to start somewhere it's not enough to just say, I want to make $10,000 a month. I will start charging $10,000 a month. If you don't have the experience, you don't have the skills, you don't have the authority, you can't charge that much. That like, like, yes, we all want higher rates, but those rates have to be earned. And again, most of the time I'm talking to people who have earned those higher rates and aren't charging them, but I see the reverse as well you know i wouldn't be where i am if i hadn't had a couple clients in the beginning who were really willing to take a risk 
on someone who had never done this thing before. Um, you know, I'll always, I will always remember, even though I'm not doing photography anymore, I will always remember my first wedding clients. They trusted me with the most important day of their lives. Um, and I had only done a couple as a second shooter before. Um, and so obviously I priced myself accordingly um, to mitigate some of that risk for them. It, it would be more unprofessional, in my opinion, it's more unprofessional to, you know, to shoot a wedding for $500 than it is to go in having shot one wedding and demanding $3,000. That to me is more unprofessional than undercharging. That's just me. Again, might be an unpopular opinion, but you decided to listen to this podcast. So here we are. Um, and beyond the idea that, you know, for people who are portfolio building, some people just need whatever work they can get to pay the bills and every bit counts in that situation. Um, maybe this hasn't occurred to all the people who are whining about low prices, but it is a privilege to be able to turn away work. I realize that I, it is a privilege for me to be able to say, hey, you know, I don't really have, I don't really do smaller projects anymore. That's a humongous privilege, part of which comes from my experience and from having done those smaller jobs, but part of it comes from the fact that I graduated without debt, the fact that my spouse has a job with benefits, the fact that we live in an area um, with a relatively affordable cost of living, that's not the case for everyone. And if you don't know their story, don't judge them. Um, some people just care about volunteering and giving back. And and like you know, and I've seen and I've seen a lot of those posts too, where it'll be a nonprofit or some kind of you know some kind of charitable or just smaller things starting out. And everyone's like, how dare you? Don't you know that industry rates are blah, 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 blah. And there are people, sometimes myself included, who are like, I would have been happy to work on this um, for a discount or for free because that's something that I care about. And I think when everybody piles onto that, it just, it's not professional. <laughs> if that if that's what we're yakking about, you know, those prices aren't professional. It's also not professional to to dish on other people and to dunk on other people, in my opinion. So, you know, some people care about things besides money. Imagine that. Um, so all this to say, don't yuck someone else's yum. Um, don't judge somebody for taking a what you deem to be a crappy job that might be the difference between food on the table and going hungry for them that might be the difference you know or it doesn't have to even be that dramatic it's none of your business what kind of job somebody decides to take i put a transcription editing post up for 35 dollars, and i thought i understand i think that's a relatively generous rate for the length of the transcript that i was doing um but it brought value to me. That was lots of time that I did not have to spend doing it. And so that kind of brings me to the second part of this. Um, the, you know, what, the, you know, pricing is not just what you want to make, unfortunately. Um, that's where you need to start. Um, but you also got to think about the value that your work brings to the client. Um, and let me back up for a second. So 
people do take advantage of creatives and freelancers. I'm not going to pretend that doesn't happen. It absolutely does. But you know what? You don't get to decide when someone else is getting taken advantage of. You don't know their life. You don't know their story. And, you know, so you just need to have your own boundaries and you tend to your own boundaries and leave everybody else alone. Um, you know, and I hear people say, well, these prices are dragging everybody down. You know, there's a race to the bottom. And there's some of that happening, I think, um, in certain industries and in certain fields and certain roles. But, you know, again, it's not anybody else's place to judge what everyone else is doing with their business. Um, everybody's got different expectations, different responsibilities, different obligations. And if you're not in their shoes, don't, you know, don't judge them for that. Um, and here's the thing. If you're actually professional, you should be working with a different level of client anyway. All right. So don't drag other people for their expectations or their needs being different from yours. Um, and I've actually kind of had my first experience working with a different level of client than I have in the past. And so for the first, like, I mean, pretty much up until this point. Um, so my, my business, my work is primarily B2B business to business. I work with other business owners on their websites, their copywriting, their marketing, um, that sort of thing. And up until this point, my clients have been around the same, like they're about as far in their business as I am, or they are newer. Um, and that's great. I, I really enjoy that. I like getting able, I like being able to share my knowledge uh, and experience with them in that regard. But recently I had my, arguably my first client who is light years ahead of me in her business. Uh, she is a successful copywriter. She's been doing it for decades. Um, and it was a really interesting, very enlightening experience. And what I learned working with her is that the businesses that are ahead of you, well, I don't know, at least, okay, I'll just, I will just speak to my experience. The businesses that are ahead of me in the, you know, that I've been doing this for a long time, that are very successful, have their own system, those clients, what they most want to pay for is not somebody who has this skill or somebody who can save them some time. Like that's in there. But the thing they most want to pay for is just having that project completely off their plate. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to manage it. They don't have to, you know, juggle all the parts to make it happen. And so, um, and so this is so, so what I, I typically don't do this, but I, wrote into my proposal that I would do the project managing for her, um, coordinating with a video editor, coordinating with a graphic designer. And usually in the past, when I have teamed up, I let the other, I let the other vendors kind of do their own thing and interface directly with the client. And there was some of that for feedback and things like that. It's just easier to do it that way. Um, but everything else in terms of getting the other team members what they needed, I took on that role and 
my client, you know, in the course of our discussions, my client told me that, oh, that is the most valuable thing um, is the is taking it off of her plate, um, you know, and me providing that high level of customer service, which I can only do if I'm charging accordingly for it. Um, and so that's been kind of interesting because again, most of my clients in the past have been freelancers and solopreneurs, you know, many of whom are in their first year to three years of doing business. And so most of them are still in the bootstrap scrappy stage. And that is fine. And again, I really like, I really like working with clients at that stage. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I realized that when I am paid to, and when I am paid to provide a different level of customer service and like white glove treatment, um, it's more fun for me <laughs> because I'm, because, because the reality is because I want to be a professional and I want to help my clients, I was doing a lot of that stuff for my smaller projects anyway, because I want the job to be done well and I want the results to be good. Um, but when I'm actually compensated for that, it's a lot nicer. So, um, so I think the, if you want to move into, you know, and, and I don't, I hate putting like value judgments or rankings on this because everybody is important. Everybody's work has value. Everybody's life has value. But if you want to move into a higher tier of client, um, often the difference is not what deliverables you're producing for them. It's not your years of experience always. Um, those things matter. Often the thing that sets those high caliber clients apart is their willingness to pay for convenience, for lack of a better word, pay to have it completely managed and wrapped up in a bow um, for them. Um, and so, that, so that's, that's something new that I've been kind of wrapping my head around um, lately just from this experience and kind of drawing this back to the pricing conversation. There are also clients who just need a simple thing done. Um, I remember when we first moved in town, uh, I, I got booked for a photography job. Um, taking pictures, family pictures. Um, there was a baby getting baptized. There was a birthday party, all, you know, a couple, couple things happening all on the same day. Um, and I remember the mother, the client taught, you know, we were talking about it beforehand and she was like, I just want pictures. I just want digital pictures. I don't need an album. I don't need a 700 foot wall canvas. I just want pictures. Um, and I was like, cool, because I'm not really in the business of providing 700 foot wall canvases anymore. So I will show up. You can pay me for my time uh, with the camera and also on the computer. And I will deliver your digital files via Google Drive and we will be done. <laughs> um, and that was fine. Again, that's not my main business now. That was just kind of like a thing for me to do on the side. But if you are in a spot where your business is still on the side, it's okay. 
to go for those smaller, simpler jobs, especially, again, especially if you're doing this on the side of a day job as well. Um, you know, there's nothing, and, and I feel like I, and again, having been in the photography world, I feel like there is a lot of effort that goes into pushing people to spend more money than they were intending to. Um, I think there's a spot, there's a, there's something to be said for just delivering a simple service really well, um, without a whole lot of effort on your part. And that's the other thing too. Like if you get it down to a process where you're just like, shoot, edit, call, boom, deliver, done. And you don't have all the bells and whistles, um, then you can price yourself accordingly um, if that's the market that you seek to serve. Um, I, I know, I feel like everybody always wants to go up and that's good and that's admirable. Um, but don't forget this part of the market as well that just wants a simple thing done for them. Um, and certainly if you are on the upper end, don't go around price shaming and job shaming the people who are working at the lower end because those because those clients deserve photos too. Those clients deserve a website too. Um, and I think, again, I think the difference is they're paying for, they're paying for expertise, sure. They're paying for customer service. They're paying for your authority. Um, all of those things can be factored into your pricing, but you know, just don't overlook, don't overlook some of the smaller things, some of the smaller jobs as well. Um, I, I have, I don't have a, I, I've been working, I've been working my project minimum upwards, but I'm not opposed to doing a half day job just kind of as like a filler. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm between things or I just have like a weird week where I've got half of it doing one thing and one day doing another, and then I can just pop in like a half day, um, you know, working on, working quick on somebody's website or something like that. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to doing that. Um, now my half day is $650. <laughs> it's not $50. Um, so you gotta have, just make it worth, make it, make it worth your while. But, um, yeah, not everything has to be, not everything has to be this big ordeal. Sometimes just providing that little bit that somebody needs can be really meaningful. Um, and lucrative too. You can charge accordingly for it. So if you have any questions about pricing, freelancing, all that good stuff, again, you can leave a text or voicemail at 614-585-2289. See you next time.